Hello and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share it with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. I'll be joined by Trey Blossman. We're going to talk about LSU and Ed Orgeron. We're going to talk about the NFL and John Gruden and a few other things. This podcast brought to you by Ryan Maranto. For all of your mortgage and refinance needs, contact Ryan Maranto with Team 225 First Option Mortgage. Ryan can guide you through the home buying process and make it as smooth as possible. Rates are low. Call Maranto, the Maranto Mortgage Experience. Call him at 225-405-2183. That number again, 225-405-2183. Rates are low. Call Maranto. Ryan Maranto, he will take care of you. All right, as we roll on here with Talking Sports with TK, it's all about LSU, Ed Orgeron, NFL, John Gruden, a few other topics for you. Don't forget to connect on social media. And if you like to bet on sports, football, baseball, NBA, horse racing, you name it, boxing, you got to check out the newest and hottest website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Let's listen to a message from our host, Anchor, and we'll be back. We'll be joined by Trey Blossman. Got some really hard, hot takes for you. Trey Blossman and myself, TK, sports takes right here as a part of Talking Sports with TK. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With TK, as I mentioned, it's time for Sports Takes, a weekly look at some hot topics in the world of sports with Trey Blossman and myself, TK. We've been doing this a long time. We appreciate you listening, and we hope you'll share this with your friends, as we always mention. Trey Blossman, hello. How are you doing as we approach mid-October? I'm doing good, Tommy. Doing better than Coach O, probably. <laughs> Lots of stuff uh, that we want to get to today, and we'll start with the LSU Tigers, who are now 3-3 three and three overall, 1-2 and two in SEC play. They've lost two SEC games in a row, and they'll face their second consecutive East Division opponent at home in Tiger Stadium, 11 o'clock Saturday morning. The Florida Gators, who are 4-2 and two overall and 2-2 two and two in the SEC. But, Trey, the, the talk since before the Kentucky game is, you know, Ed Orgeron, how long will he be the coach? at LSU, and that that's just been a prevailing topic, and everybody's got a thought, everybody's got an opinion, but only one person's thought and opinion matters, and that's the athletic director, Scott Woodward. I'm going to go kind of cliche-ish here and say if you're an LSU Tiger football fan, you just got to let this thing play out. Uh, Charles Hannigriff, uh, a great friend of mine and a great sportscaster in the Baton Rouge area and has been for a long time, nailed it with a podcast yesterday. Yeah, you can search him on Twitter and listen to it if you want. But uh, Ed Orgeron is still the coach. I listened to his Monday presser this week, and he kind of got asked about it. Has there been any conversation about his job status? He said, hey, as far as I know, I'm the head football coach at LSU, and I'm going to put my head down and go to work, try to get better, and try to beat Florida. He gave the answer you would expect him to give, but – I think in reality, uh, I don't know 
but I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the coach in 2022 of the LSU Tigers. And whether he coaches out the season remains to be seen. Trey Blossman, your thoughts? Well, Tommy, I mean, if you live in South Louisiana these days, you have to know, unless you're living in a cave and not exposed to any family, friends, or media, that Coach O is a dead man walking. His time is near its end, whether that happens a week from now or at the end of the season remains to be seen. I see no reason why it should happen before the end of the season. I see no advantage to that. I think you let the season play out. Uh, I don't really even see a path. We're three and three. Is there a path to six and six? Who is LSU going to beat other than the one gimme game we have left? Uh, Are we going to beat Florida? Are we going to beat Ole Miss? Are we going to beat Arkansas? Uh, Are we going to beat Alabama? (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, like you said. And obviously, there's problems, there's issues, there's lots of injuries. All of those things play a part. Certainly, losing your hopeful starting quarterback in the preseason, Miles Brennan, was a big blow. Uh, yeah, Max Johnson had showed some promise closing out the year, but he, he doesn't bring the years of experience that Miles Brennan brought to the table. Maybe Brennan gets healthy enough to play a little bit, and we get to see a different LSU team with an experienced guy. Uh, behind center. Uh, Again, I don't see any reason for the firing to happen now. Lots of names being bandied about. There's a couple that I'm quite enamored with. There's some that I hear that would cause me to be even less interested in the program than I am now, which is probably the least interested I've ever been in the program in my entire life. And that's not to say I couldn't get interested in it again, but uh, LSU fans make it hard to be an LSU fan sometimes. And I think, you know, here we sit at three and three, and yeah, it's a legitimate issue to discuss replacing Coach O. But there were people who were demanding it when we went 0-1. And that's the problem with LSU fans is that – that was not the time or the place to start talking about a coaching change, but yet that conversation already started after the loss to UCLA. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Well, I, I agree with you. There's no path going forward for him to remain. They play Florida, then they play at Ole Miss. They have an open date. Then they're at Alabama. Then they got three straight at home, Arkansas, Louisiana, Monroe, which you would think they could win that, and then Texas A&M. They're 3-3 three and three this year, 8-8 eight and eight since the national championship season. So I don't see a path for him staying. Now, a couple of reasons. You mentioned the injuries. All teams have injuries, but they may have gotten a little bit more than the fair share of injuries. And we now know Boutte, their leading receivers out for the year. Uh, the other thing, Renee Nato wrote a great column at CrescentCitySports.com based in New Orleans about all the recruiting classes in the last three years and how many of those guys are no longer with the program or not making a contribution. They've missed on a lot of people. Then I think as important 
you know, last season he, he had to hire an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Neither thing worked out. He had to get rid of them. And then he went out there to get some for this year, and he had to get guys with no experience at that particular position. And I think that's been a factor. You've got a guy calling plays that's never done it before, and it's been, a, it's been an issue even after six weeks. So you, you can stack up the layers of reasons why LSU is 3-3 three and, three and and no path to have a winning season as we speak today. Uh, you know, it's just uh, – and then the change would be inevitable. Keep in mind. Southern Cal is looking for a football coach. There's going to be other schools looking for football coaches, but it doesn't mean that Scott Woodward, the LSU AD, is not working the back doors and the, and the burner phones and the private meetings and, and the conversations to, you know, find out, A, who's interested, B, what's the possibility, then C, He's going to have to, if he's going to fire Coach Orgeron either right before the A&M game or right after the A&M game, the early signing period starts December 15th. Recruits are going to want to know who the football coach is. So I suspect that when there is an announcement made, it's not going to be long after when they're going to name who the next coach will be. Like you, Trey Blossman, I've heard a lot of names bandied about. Some I think, hey, that'd be cool. Some I think, nah, I'm not so sure about that. But you got to let it play out. You got to trust Scott Woodward, whose track record at Washington and Texas A&M, you know, it, it speaks for itself. He's going to do what he thinks is best for LSU. He's a Baton Rouge native. He's a Louisiana guy. He knows what Louisiana fans and LSU fans want and, and, and what the goals are. Because here's a here's a stat I've been throwing out on all these radio shows I do with Ronnie Ranch and Skip Bertman, et cetera. Trey, if you go back to 2003 and then you come back forward, other than Alabama, no one, no school has more national championships or as many national championships as LSU, who has three. So the standard is high. The bar is high. The fans expect. And even though we're we're not even two years away from that big night in the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans when they won a national championship against Clemson. It's, you know, we live in an immediate world and the program's just trending in the wrong direction for the reasons you and I have mentioned. Well, you, you mentioned the column by Renee Nato. I, I read that column. It was a good column, very informative. Uh, one of the, you didn't mention names, but Look, just watching the other night, watching one of our start offensive tackles playing against us for Kentucky. You know, guy had a heck of a game, should be playing in purple and gold, and instead he was wearing blue and white because he failed a couple of drug tests. You know, uh, just another way that you can lose players. But Well, and you know, let me, while you say that, let me point out facts. LSU has the toughest drug testing protocol and rules in the Southeastern Conference. I'm going to leave that at that. You People can read into that how they want. But that would well, be why I'll, somebody, I'll like, that'd be why somebody like Rosen. That would be why somebody like Rosendahl ends up playing at Kentucky but, you know, couldn't play at LSU. Well, let, let, let me address that, Tommy. If you want to be a competitive team, and you want to compete for national championships, you better change your freaking policy, okay? These kids aren't going to change their behaviors. Uh, cannabis is legal, I think, in 27 states now, and another handful, they have medicinal use legal. 
uh, they're not tested for it in the NBA. I understand they're no longer going to be tested for it in the NFL. Uh, it helps with recovery. It helps with pain. Uh, kids are going to use it. And if you want to be competitive, you shouldn't have the toughest policy in the SEC. Leave that to Vanderbilt, okay? You know? Uh, or at least, or at least be the, in at least be in the ballpark. Yeah, let's have one of the easier policies. Let's have something similar to these other schools. Let's not yeah, lose a potential all-SEC offensive tackle to a competitor because he smoked some freaking pot. That's ridiculous. Uh, one other thing I want to point out to the listeners, and then we'll shift gears into the NFL and the whole John Gruden situation. The LSU and all schools will be able to sign 32 players instead of the normal 25 this coming season. And this is due to the transfer portal, the pandemic thing, et cetera. And if you, you're going to be able to sign as many people as you have lost through the transfer portal up to seven. So all those numbers will come out when we get a little further down the road. We remind you, you're listening to Talking Sports with TK. This episode of Sports Takes. Share it with all your friends. Also, if you like to gamble on sports, check out MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. You'll like it when you get there. Trey Blossman, uh, big, big news out of the NFL uh, late Monday. John Gruden, after a second set of emails surfaced that he apparently sent when he was working for ESPN many years ago. Uh, according to reports, he resigned because he didn't want to be a distraction. Uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, said they accepted the resignation. John Gruden out in Las Vegas as coach of the Raiders. And, uh, wow, uh, it's caused uh, – there's a lot of comments on both sides of the fence here uh, about Gruden, the emails he sent. Former players are coming out, fellow colleagues that you know, Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy backed him after the first set of emails. Now they're – they're running for the hills because more emails came out. And I think there's a lot of people in the NFL, and particularly with the Washington football team, that better be pretty nervous right now when these 650,000 emails, when they get done going through them, there's going to be more stuff to surface. I got to believe that. Well, Tommy, number one, you're, you should have the right, to have thoughts and opinions. You should have the right to express them privately in conversation or email transmissions with those that you choose. He wasn't writing a column for Sports Illustrated. He wasn't writing a story for the Baton Rouge Morning Advocate. He was expressing himself in private emails. And I, I think we've reached a hell of a bad place in this country when you can't have private views or you can't hold certain jobs because of private views that you have had and held dear and possibly expressed to others. Look, we've gone too far with this wokeness. It's ridiculous where we are as a nation today uh, that something that you wrote in an email 10 years ago can cost you your job today. Uh, it, it, it's, it's absurd. It's ridiculous. I wish he would have forced them to fire him. I wish he wouldn't have resigned. 
Uh, I wish he'd have been a little bit stronger, and I wish Scott Woodward would make him an offer to be LSU's next head coach. I realize there's zero chance of that happening, but uh, Scott's well, a good football uh, coach. He's a good football coach, so uh, he's a little bit homophobic and a little bit racist, and so are probably 60% of the people in this country, Tommy. And, or more. Uh, or more. Well, and as the left continues to push this wokeness, I think they're making more people racist, more people homophobic, more people transphobic. You keep shoving this trans crap down my throat. I'm not swallowing, Tommy. I love the coffee at Starbucks. I hate the Starbucks Corporation. I don't want to give them a penny. But fact is, I like their coffee. When I go to Starbucks, it's really hard to tell the gender of the person waiting on me. I don't know where they find these people, but it's almost like they seek them out. And, you know, every commercial on TV, the couple is mixed race. Every freaking commercial. Tell me a commercial that has a white couple on it or a black couple on it. I, I mean, no, you can't find. We it. have no, corporations. It. We have corporations shoving this stuff down our throat everywhere we turn. I'm sick and tired of it, and uh, I will continue to express myself. And if I offend anybody, they can go to hell. I work for myself. Nobody's going to fire me. I may have right. clients that decide they don't want to use me anymore. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I'll live with that. I will continue to have my views and express them. What I think is so unfortunate in the whole thing, and there's lots of unfortunate things, but somewhere along the line, it it became unacceptable to disagree with someone. You know? Yeah. Uh, It it became unacceptable to say, you know, John Gruden, I I just don't agree with what you did and what you said. You know? Okay, what time do you play next week? That doesn't exist anymore. I mean, and then these people that play the race card, they're the biggest racist. There was a school board member in East Baton Rouge Parish or county for the rest of you and other parts of the country. She made some comments one time, and somebody else on the school board said, you need to resign. They didn't say, I disagree with those comments. They didn't say, what do your constituents who voted you onto the school board position, what do they think about what you said? Oh, you got to resign. You know, I mean, it's just this, uh, you know, they can't rationalize anything, and you can't agree to disagree in the world anymore. I got a lot of friends that, you know, there's certain topics that we are completely on the opposite end of the spectrum on. They're still my friend. I still go to lunch with them. I still have a beer with them. I respect them. I respect their opinion. I respect their ability to express themselves. But bottom line, I don't agree with it. But, I mean, but that doesn't, there's not enough of that in this world, and it's just, it's enough to make you sick. I'm like you. I work for myself. Nobody's going to fire me. And if somebody chooses not to sponsor a podcast or or one of my videos I do with Ronnie Rance or all the radio work I do, I'm fine with that. Okay? I'm good. I understand it might, might happen one day. But I'm going to be me. You're going to be you. We've both been doing this a long time and been successful at it. And, and we're still doing it because we have people who enjoy what we do. And, and again, it's just it's craziness uh, magnified 
and I don't know when it's ever going to stop. If it's ever going to stop, uh, you know, hey, I'm just I'm enjoying the baseball playoffs. I enjoy my family, <laughs> and you know, other than that, I, you know, I enjoy, I'm going to enjoy a few cold beers later tonight. But I'm not going to I'm not going to let the other stuff bother me. Well, if you let it bother you, it'll it'll get under your skin and it'll poison you, Tommy. I I quit watching news the night of the Georgia Senate runoff. Okay, right. after Trump was defeated, and let's just say without without the mail-in ballot, President Trump is serving. Gasoline prices are cheap. The price of beef hasn't doubled. We've got people back to work, but the mail-in ballot which the Democrats use as an art form, destroyed that election. And when I watched both of the Republicans in the Georgia Senate runoffs lose on the same night, again, obvious victim to mail-in ballot, I quit watching any and all news. That was, I think, the first week of January. I'm so much happier now that I don't watch news I watch sports at night. There's a couple of other shows that I watch. I watched a great Monday night football game last night. One of the best you're ever going to hope to see. Fabulous comeback by Baltimore. Uh, I mean, man, it doesn't get any better than that on a Monday night for this guy. Uh, well, speaking about football, as we wrap this up, uh, Trey Blossman's on fire with his NFL picks. He got a little better in college last week, still plugging forward. We'll have his picks later this week for you on the Talking Sports with TK podcast. So we want you to check that out. And, of course, if you'd like to bet on sports, check out MeatAndPotatoesUSA.com. Trey, we'll talk to you a little bit later in the week. All right, Tommy, let's go get Luke. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.